Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. We explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, the big story, the House approved over 12 uh, marijuana provisions on Thursday. We're going to talk about those. But first, say hey to your co-host. Hey, Miggy. Yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. More progress in the Congress. And if you like that, smash some likes, click subscribe. If you want to get in contact with me, head on over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and fill out the form uh, so that we can help your cannabis business out. It's the easiest way to get in touch with me. Yeah, so a marijuana moment says House approves marijuana banking, employment, and DC sales provisions in large scale spending bill. That's what's up. That's what's up. And then you know what this is setting up? This is setting up for the fiscal cliff that happens every single year right around September 30th. And Miggy, we've already explained why, but why don't you explain to the viewers and the listeners in their cars why there's usually a fiscal cliff around September 30th? Well, I, I you know, we go through the, the procedure all the time, and I really don't know, but I'll go through the bill here or the, uh, the article. Uh, the U.S. House of Representatives on Thursday approved a package of spending legislation that contains measures to provide uh, protections for banks that work and with state legal cannabis business and allow the legalization of marijuana sales in Washington, D.C., among other drug policy provisions. Now, this is just a House thing, though, right? This is a, an amendment to, 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 to uh, provisions, you know, little things you that are added on. You got to fund the government or it shuts down. And then September 30th is the fiscal cliff because the government is funded for a fiscal year and that ends on September 30th. And then on October 1st, very often you get what they call continuing resolutions. So a uh, big thumbs up for all the continuing resolution fans out there. And then what happens is they will have a big omnibus budget and everything that was thrown in there hopefully passes. So let's go over these things that there was thrown in there because now they're going to play budget reconciliation between the House and the Senate. And for the 200 people tuning in, let's see what the federal government's laws on cannabis will be like in the next budget year. Well, you want to do the breakdown of the cannabis policy and uh, drug policy provisions that are attached to the bill? Yeah, man. So the legislation restricts the use of certain funds to punish banks for working with marijuana businesses. That's good. That's great. 
yeah, the part Funny of the, safe banking uh, funding. All right. Yeah, it's not even a uh, what do you what's the 1080 is the uh, the tax thing? Uh, 280. 280E. Yeah. yeah, tells you how much I know. <laughs> the part of the bill, I mean, again, it's all about funding, right? Like funding the DEA, funding, uh, uh, you're funding the people to, to put you behind bars is what you're funding. That's what you're funding. This is why we don't have nice things. This and uh, discriminatory housing policy from decades ago. Damn Make right. Sure still here from today. All right. So let's talk about some of the other stuff that's in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. So the oh. appropriate legislation attached reports that direct federal government agencies to reconsider policies that fire employees for using cannabis in compliance with state law. So don't be firing people if it's legal to smoke there. Yeah. Uh, criticize restrictive hemp regulations. That's good. Encourages CBD to be allowed in food and urges expanded research on cannabis and other substances. Of course, cannabis is still marijuana pursuant to federal law. Uh, the new report also notes progress that the VA made when it comes to marijuana research. That's interesting. So uh, there'll be a, uh, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has clarified that veterans are eligible for home loan. So this is good. They're going to try and be uh, better for the veterans as well, too. So it can't be used against you. Yeah, that's really too bad that the veterans have something that they could use to help treat their uh, pain and um, uh, other issues, you know, PTSD. But they are not allowed to have it. And then if they use it, they are kicked out of the armed forces. How funny, you know? <laughs> well, and again, I, you know, in my time of 10 years uh, in the service, uh, I, I never drank before I joined. I was just a, a, a pot smoker. And then when I joined, um, your recreational options go to beer and cocaine because people will do the recreational drugs no matter what, but they'll do the things that are getting out of our system no matter what faster, right. you know, uh, canvas like right. your body, you you have an endocannabinoid yeah. system. And that's why I get pissed off when people call it an intoxicant. I'm like, no, uh, let's say it is a mind altering substance or an inebriant, but if it was toxic, your body would kick it out of itself just like it does alcohol or cocaine, right. but it's not. You know, I mean, our bodies don't have alcohol systems. Matter no. of fact, it's too much alcohol. You get through withdrawals and real dependency. Yeah. All right. There's some other good provisions, especially yeah. when it comes to D.C. In D.C. marijuana policy, local voters have legalized personal possession and cultivation since 2014. That's when uh, you guys over in Washington State uh, went fully wreck, right? The first stores were around July of 14. Well, yeah. We, well, the, the law passed in 2012 and it took them about a year and a half to get their stuff together. Cool. But a congressional rider has prevented the local government from using its tax dollars to regulate retail sales. But that's going to change if this House passed. <laughs> that would change if the House passed bill, which does not contain the provision, is enacted, despite the fact that the budget proposal from Joe Biden sought to maintain the provision of denying D.C. autonomy to legalize marijuana commerce. Well, and it also goes to mandate that the National Institute of Health uh, work with the Food and Drug Administration to uh, and the DEA, uh, as well as the White House of Policy, National Drug Policy, and other relevant agencies to broaden access for research to maintain uh, marijuana and scheduled drugs, um, which, I mean, it shouldn't even be a schedule, right? It shouldn't even be on, uh, on, on those lists, so... Yeah, uh, it's, it's nothing but silliness. But another passage concerns individual marijuana components, including CBD, minor cannabinoids, and terpenes, noting that the panel strongly believes that they may provide beneficial medicinal effects that are more, but more studies are needed. Mm -hmm. And I also would like to thank my friend Henry, uh, who has known that I have had a podcast for over two years at this time on Sunday. Still just calls. Okay, Henry, now I've got to hang up on you. That was hilarious. <laughs> 
so so but this these these riders though this i mean this has to house it's got to go through the senate uh you know and that's where it gets refined right like like that now my question it gets is reconciled it's budget right. reconciliation yeah but in the senate side because you know we as americans most of us are ignorant to the policy or process how this thing happens um who in the senate side is that where uh, um cinema is that in mansion or are they on the house uh, side? Those are senators. They are West Virginia Mansion, and then uh, who was the first one you said? Uh, Senator Cinema from Arizona, or I think she's oh, a senator. Okay. So yeah, Senate. So the Senate. So that's. I mean, we we have an issue here with the the whole bullshit bi-party Democrat uh, Republican thing. You know, I think these two people could be you know blocks. You know, this is why I've been adamant about getting rid of the filibuster or putting it back to where it was. You know, because that's right. I don't care if you object. Just do it already. Don't say you're gonna object and leave. I say if I have to say that I worked, you know, a couple hours and did a thing and show up, you should have to work a couple hours and show up. Yeah, I just love that some of the other passages in this bill that Congress is advancing for their budget year for next year includes uh, some components regarding CBD and minor cannabinoids and terpenes. So uh, the panel strongly believes they may provide beneficial medical effects, but more studies are needed. More studies being done by the United States government into the efficacy of cannabinoids would be fantastic. Well, and then, yeah, the, one of the things, they, they addressed the hemp and cannabinoid issue as well. Uh, where was that here? Uh, it was uh, that where it comes to hemp-derived CBD, there's still a lot of absence of regulations and inclusion in food items and as a dietary supplement. The, the FDA is the authority to regulate this, and the report says that lawmakers expect continued work to provide clarity and guidance on the issues. Just like you know can we can we mail uh vapes that do not contain nicotine but do contain cannabinoids you know i think the government's gonna quite have a handful when it comes to this uh hemp and marijuana uh barrier because here in washington state i just had a conversation with uh, one of our uh, uh people observe the uh, legislation process and are, are active like an activist person and uh and uh, i'll be posting that later on with jim mccray about washington state's policy about i didn't know they allowed hemp products within our in a 502 uh, uh market like they're allowed to have bulk hemp turn into extract that isolate in delta eight to delta nine and add it to the products and still be considered part of the uh the recreational marijuana uh program out here which i, I just thought was amazing i didn't even know that and i can just imagine that on the federal level the the, the hemp farmers are going to have a bigger uh, uh leverage because they're they're not being the, the c to sell tracking is not happening there I mean, right. the seed, this, I mean, this the seed of fails, what I like to call it, because it's a it's an agriculture product. I mean, how many times we, we're not we're not labeling like uh, apple seeds, you know that that makes cider, that makes alcohol. <laughs> right. You know, that is kind of a silly thing. But I did want to get a shout out to all the members of the channel and the 300 people that are uh, tuning in today. Remember, you can help us uh, legalize cannabis one week at a time by becoming a member at uh, the two dollar level. Uh, or you can become a legalizer in chief level and then we'll mail you one of these nice little shirts. And, and honestly, everything goes to, to, towards uh, pol- making policy and, and awareness and just trying to uh, change the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. There's sure is a lot of that. And so the the cloudy regulations that we still have in hemp, even though it's been legal for almost two years, a year and a half since you know, December of 2018, is a great example of what may happen when the federal government legalizes. There might just be a regulatory vacuum for 18 months. Can you think about what the um, untaxed cannabis market would do in that first 18 months? Wow. I think 
Well, I, I mean, it would be great, but also you, it's, a, it's an agriculture product. So it's still going to take time, uh, uh, knowledge. You know, it's not like everybody can just be like, I'm making fire weed, bro. <laughs> everybody can say that. Everybody can say that. It's fantastic. And then, in fact, sometimes it's hilariously ironic. Like, my weed is just complete fire. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I meant to say ass. But, uh, you know, other people, they know how to grow. You have great setups. And it's, uh, it's a really – it's a wisdom profession. It takes a lot of practice, and it takes everything being perfect perfect and you have to really pay attention to the plants well there's a joke too you, you know if you ask a farmer who a grower who makes the best weed they're always going to save their own yep <laughs> you know but also right. provisions in their uh, department of transportation and in the housing like you're talking about earlier what's that say so it says there's language on the drug impaired driving from substances such as marijuana it urges national uh highway traffic safety mission to take steps to address so um you know they're looking for ways to obviously enforce like intoxication again lack of a better word um <laughs> more studies to prove how you're wrong for consuming i love how like they're still commissioning studies in this they cured the coronavirus in a year but then some people are too stupid to get the shot uh here we've been studying this plant mostly for its harms for over 50 years it turns out it's quite beneficial we still can't study it so we have to study it more it's it, we just can't do anything right you know oh america well and the plant's not alone i mean just this one plant i just watched uh, on netflix uh, the fantastic fungus guy oh neat oh, oh my goodness you need to watch this if you want to just blow your mind of like how like the fungus and, and mushrooms to, to re it's not all psychedelics but they also get into how like psychedelic research is beneficial to us and how it all magically stopped at a certain point because of whatever administration was in charge at the time um, yeah they were trying to control the narrative i mean yeah. a lot of power uh, is controlling reality so like, you know, the people who inhabit North Korea, for example, they believe in a completely different reality, a completely different world than those who live just 70 miles south in South Korea. Which is kind of great, though. What's that? I mean, come on. When you got a whole country believing that Kim Jong-un uh, was a basketball star, a movie star, and also created like the rocket. Yeah. I mean, this guy be and a he only gets holes in one. Whenever he plays <laughs> golf, his score is always 18. I'm just yeah. saying these are the kind of things that people you need. To, I mean, again, kind of like our, the last guy. I'm just saying, like, when someone's so full of shit that they're the best at everything, you got to question, like, I on. know, I know you do. But that's that's us. We're level headed people. We're in short supply. You know, let's see what else. Oh, in the report, lawmakers are also proposing uh, half a million support genomics, genomics and bioinformatics research into hemp. And it also says that the committee generally supports establishing a hemp germplasm. I don't even know what that is, bro. What is it? Uh, they're probably trying to get uh, germplasm, which is a technical term that we can define by selecting it and then right-clicking on it and then reading its definition. Well, that always works. Does it? Let's see. Explore germplasm. Define germplasm. Uh, use of dictionary to find definitions or symptoms of words. Symptoms of words. That's hilarious. It's still not coming up. Uh, let's see here. Look up germplasm. Maybe it's some word that Congress has made up. There it is. The genetic material of germ cells. Oh. But, so, yeah, I guess they're going to do some tissue culture for a half a million dollars into hemp. I, I, again, a lot of this stuff is just extra, right? Like, like there's, I mean, hemp and, and can, uh, marijuana, you know, same, you know, surprise. <laughs> you know, didn't, didn't mean to hold us out on you, but uh, yeah. But then uh, there was, they even mentioned kratom in this report, a plant that's been touted by advocates as a potentially safer alternative to opioids. The committee noted that it's aware of its potential and promising results. But you know, what are they going to do? 
And it's funny how Kratom, I believe it was like three, four years ago, they were, they were trying to go hard on it, like as uh, going against it, uh, outlawing it. Right. Um, and and I, I've, I've experienced it. It's, it's nothing great. It gives you a funky feeling. It's like a really shitty tea. But hmm. um, and then sometimes it can make your stomach messed up. There's different for- forms. There's red. But it also mushrooms do that to my stomach. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why. Well, aside from there, they kind of taste gross. Uh, never really did much mushrooms, mostly because, you know, they would kind of flush my insides. But there is something else that was cool about that Kratom stuff. Uh, they said that they this congressional report is directing the HHS secretary to continue to refrain from recommending Kratom to be a controlled Schedule One substance. So if you're out there retailing it, I guess it's still going to be a patchwork of state laws. Nice. But again, this was something that's been helping people like holistically. Like there's, why is it that every time there's a whole bunch of people that say, hey, I'd rather do this in heroin, we have to like... Why? We'd be Why like, well, have you tried fentanyl? <laughs> have you tried this pill that we made? <laughs> yes, we have patent rights for another 18 years. I, I just, you know, Wait, we all... When I'm like, talking like that, I should always just... Hey, get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. America. That's right. You should always have a stogie in your mouth when you're being a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But yeah, I just... Uh, um, yes, it, Again, everything has its own issues when it comes to like the choice of the person and what you're fighting individually, right? Like Mm -hmm. we are like the snowflakes. We're all individually different. Um, Some do like Kratom. I always always felt that we were more like, uh, remember back when we had cable and it wasn't hooked up and it was just snow, just that's America. That's it. That's life. Yeah. Just a bunch of noise. A whole bunch of noise. And it doesn't make much sense. And you're like, what else is on? Oh yeah. John's got it right though. It's all about integrity. Integrity, bro. <laughs> Tell you that pandemic special. Can't wait. And the vaccine special. Uh, is there going to be a, a new season special? That would be cool. But uh, I'm I'm just thrilled that in South Park we can watch South. Oh, maybe we'll do that after it's 4:20 somewhere. After it's 4:20 somewhere, we have the milk most milk toast cannabis story you've heard all day ever. And remember, if your company wants to sponsor a 420 uh, everywhere bumper, don't forget to hit us up on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. We have a whole bunch of media kits we can send you. But let's get to the most milk toast story of the day. Man. <laughs> 50 weed puns by uh, Parade Magazine. Uh, Parade. That's right. Um, the 50 best weed puns so lit. They're guaranteed to get you giggling. This is a seminal day for weed. It means that it's so easy to trivialize and so widely accepted to laugh at that it is in Parade Magazine. So that means that today, every 70-year-old got this because they still have a subscription to a newspaper. Right. Uh, Here's one. I live the high life. So I don't get this number two piece by the gram. It's the one right below it that I really like to say. You can't spell healthcare without TAC. I like that one. I also like the name's Bong. James Bong. That's a classic. Sweet cannabis. That goes back to the Simpsons back in like, you know, 1996 when they had that episode of the symptoms, Simpsons with fish on it and Homer was smoking uh, medical marijuana. So I'm assuming that it, a dab does you. Yep. Stay hydrated. We go well together. Well, that's 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 a pickup line right yeah. there. Just do it. <laughs> this shouldn't be a joint decision. All right. That's pretty good. That was not. Hail Mary, Jane. You're my best bud. 
Oh, that's so bad. Watch me rip. Now watch me nap nap. Want to smoke? I'll pack a bowl. I'll pack a bowl spelled uh, a little different. Yeah. I think you're dope. That one's pretty funny. Legalized marinara. Oh, there's one. Uh, there's actually it's in it's 420 somewhere in on Parade Magazine with trade dress. Jeez. Lauren, scroll down to that. Let's share the it's 420 somewhere from Parade Magazine. You thought it was a bumper. No, no, we stole it from someone. They stole it from someone else. And we all just say it's 420 somewhere. So does Parade Magazine. So there you go. Don't forget to put that one in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, I like this one. Now I know my CBDs like that one's pretty. Cool. Now I know my CBDs. That's funny. That is funny. That's cute. Yeah. You took my breath away. Marijuana go out to dinner tonight. I'm on a seaweed diet. I seaweed and I smoke it. Wait, that's that's different. I thought that was going to be an edible joke. A friend with weed is a friend indeed. That's a classic right there. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, weed the people should probably move on to an actual story. But Parade Magazine is selling you fluff about funny things with weed sayings. Somebody's job was to write and compile that. I want you to know that that is that is the 2021 you're living in. And someone went to college to make those graphics. Thank you. All right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Arizona's first cannabis friendly hotel opens in Phoenix, Arizona family. Tom says he's going to do a company retreat there. Oh, I'm going to do a company retreat when revenues improve. So the Calgary Hotel and Spa in downtown Phoenix is open for business. Hotel managers say it's Arizona's first cannabis-friendly hotel. The cannabis sleeping rooms are located on the west side of the hotel property where guests can partake in edibles, flour, and vape, which have been purchased at a local dispensary. Cannabis flower usage is allowed in designated areas only. Uh, now, the smoking areas. I wonder if you're allowed to smoke in Arizona. I have they, no idea. Well, and so I watched the news story. They have scrubbers in these rooms. The only difference guests. So to shop for cannabis, the hotel will offer a car service to drive guests to a dispensary where they can also rent pipes and bongs. First off, ooh. Um, oh, no. This is going to be an interesting boom for pipe cleaning technology. The consumption lounge. I need a better pipe cleaner than the one that I currently have rigged up. And if you want to see that, I'm not going to show you. But don't forget to stay tuned for an unboxing of this light. So this is going to be my two and a half by two and a half. But I, I don't know about you, but I just use alcohol and salt, man. That, that's my go-to. Yeah, but it's still messy. It is, but like I, I think that's more the most natural way. I don't. I but don't know. we need a hassle-free machine. So you put in dirty pipe, and on the other oh, end of it, it scoops out something clean, and like you just dry it. Yeah, a washing, a weed washing machine. If you are, if you are tuning in, uh, and you are, have uh, machinations of creating a device called a weed washing machine. Leave it in the comments and then get in touch with us over at uh, at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on Instagram. So the only difference uh, guests that would notice in cannabis rooms uh, versus the non-cannabis rooms is they contain a scrubber, which recirculates the air to keep things fresh between guests. So, yeah, there are a lot of smoke in the room uh, and there's no cigarette smoking allowed in any of the hotel rooms. Hmm. So that's interesting. But I, and then, then uh, the scrubbers watching this thing, it was pretty funny because they have like these small scrubbers. It seems like the one or two person. Then they have like this industrial like you're going to you're going to mess some shit up like, uh, uh, oh, if you, you, where I saw it was on Jesus and Mero. So it'd be funny to you guys watch that if you're uh, interested. <laughs> I watch it every Sunday. So then uh, Ohio lawmakers now officially filed marijuana legalization bill in historic first for the state. Thank you, marijuana moment. All right. And thank you for Ohio actually doing something about legalizing marijuana in Ohio. Hint, hint, Wisconsin. 
They, well, it, they have been, you know, you know, shout out to Michael Willett and uh, the Appalachian people. But yeah, uh, yeah you know, they, they, they've been knocking it down uh, county by county. But now with this one, Ohio lawmakers on Friday formally introduced a bill to legalize marijuana possession, productions and sales. The first effort of its kind in the state legislature. This comes as activists are pursuing a separate ballot initiative that would effectively force the legislature to consider similar canvas reforms. Nice. Nice. So I think they they've been putting them in a corner now. Like they're 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 they've been pushing it, and now the, the legislature's like, well, we better get ahead of it because you know as as they were going down state by state or county by county, uh, for whatever reason, the legislators don't like the people to make the rules, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, because the legislature knows better than the people. That's why the people elected them. Yeah, according to like South Dakota, right? That bitch ass governor. I mean, uh, but yeah, the so, people elected her to be the governor. Yeah, well, the people also uh, legalized weed. Well, yeah, but they elected me to be the governor. I represent them. They right. clearly don't know what they're talking about. You don't know. You all must be high for for voting for this. Right. It's so crazy. Right. So reps Casey Weinstein, Democrat, and Terrence Upchurch, D as well, followed the legislation weeks after circulating a co-sponsorship memo to colleagues to build support for the measure. The 180-page right. bill, holy crap, would legalize possession up to five ounces of cannabis for adults 21 and older and allow them to cultivate up to 12 plants for personal use. Nice. So it has home grow. Nice. Home grow. Tag your favorite home grow channel in the comments and tell us why they're awesome. One of the things that I'm going to, you know what I'm going to be growing in my two and a half by two and a half? Uh, I also have a five by five. And so okay. I bought a, a tomato plant and I also bought a pepper plant. So I'm just oh. going to show that. <laughs> Because I'm supposed to like help the sponsors and this one's supposed to be pretty sweet. Like I got like an app and stuff so you can time it and you can time like you can dial it down. Uh, it's it's uh, light intensity as well through the app, which okay. is fantastic because I hated those little uh, timery dealies in the dials. So they've, they've automated that. Nice. So like you're not going to be growing. You're not going to be showing your your home personal home grow. You're just gonna I won't be showing. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. I will be showing the personal home grow. Those movies just immediately get flat. Oh, so, you know, if you try to like, so the, there's a great channel out there. I think it's it's for 420 scene or 420 grow, something like that. The guy with the, the sunglasses, he brands really well. He, right. he knows the YouTube script real good. And so uh, he says that he does videos with uh, his plants. They just always get flagged. Kind of like how I did that one Mars Hydro one immediately flagged. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, that's crazy how that works. Thank you, Algorithm. Thank you, Algorithm. Uh, but hey, go Ohio. It's a 180 page bill, which means that this sucker might be what eventually gets passed. And their taxes, a 10% excise tax will be imposed on marijuana sales with revenue first going toward the cost of implementation, then being divided amongst municipalities. So 10% is not bad. Shit, man. K to 12 education, 35%. And one of the things that I love about using your cannabis dollars to fund education that it overrides the, um, I, I don't like how our schools are funded through real estate property taxes, because that just yeah. means that the rich person's school is better than the poor person's school because his stuff is worth more. Well, cannabis taxes have been proven to help with the infrastructure. I mean, unfortunately here in Washington state, we still have a lot of questions. We made so much money. We don't even know, you know, and, and even the, the governing people in the bodies are making money by doing their, their, their jerk off tour circuits. When they go talking to other states that are like, Hey, we need your opinion on how to fuck this up. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? if I was going to try to give it to a handful of people that I hand selected to make them excruciatingly mind bogglingly painfully wealthy. I do it this way. And so go on. Uh, Rick DeSantis said, go on. Here's the barrier. And then we want to go over here. No. 
know, <laughs> silly shit, man. But I mean, it'd be great. They'll, they'll be funding. Uh, so like Colorado and here, you know, there's a lot of money that, that helps. Uh, the State Department of Commerce would be responsible for overseeing the program and issuing cannabis licenses. So that'd be I mean, it's great. They're, they're really laying it out there. Chamber of Commerce. I love it. I mean, that Ohio's going to do marijuana legalization business well. Yeah, yeah, essentially. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, with the low tax and uh, the the entry for uh, the citizen, good mm-hmm. on you guys. With a home grow, yeah. And it's not going to be impacted with the state's existing medical market. There's an ex- there's a medical round of dispos coming up, 73 of them in Ohio. Very often, the medical at least is allowed to cultivate uh, to to sell adult use as well. They're like kind of grandfathered in. So yeah. I wonder if this one says nope. I I would imagine not. I mean, common sense now. If you if you watch all these different states play by play mm-hmm. the ones that are better are the ones that were able to turn key or incorporate the two you know whereas right. here in the state that they've killed their medical program we're it's more of a bitter bitter angry sad that you're happy that you know uh law enforcement can't uh come after you as much i mean if i had like a 12 plant grow they could still come after me or right, even if i had a three plant grow because we're technically i'm there's no homegrown on our books so mm. it's a weird weird con quandary it's one of the reasons i got my medical card man yeah well that's why i in the beginning i had my medical card out here man it was i used to consider it the like a passport to the best cannabis scene in the world because everywhere in the state when i used to travel as a technician i would just pop into the pot shops all over and just be like hi and it'd be a different variety different grows and you know that in itself was creating its own little um industry its own little uh fiefdoms of, of wealth and I, I think that's where 502 came in play where people are like hey these guys are doing quite well and mm-hmm. the end of the world hasn't happened you know right. there was cannabis markets there were markets man people are buying weed no, no markets way people are buying weed i'm shocked pounds pounds of the, and, and like, no really wow yeah. across from the cops like like it was all known and and and, and just nothing hidden but people saw the money man and yeah again like just like here in la right did la sheriff seize one billion of marijuana no here's why every drug bust estimate for police is fake so yeah the numbers are usually fake but the 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 impact that they have when they do these raids and, and do the buzz. You saying that police are trying to puff their numbers to make the splashier headline? Exactly. All right. After a months long investigation into an illegal marijuana grow operation in Los Angeles County, Antelope Valley, high desert, that include flight reconnaissance, fuckers, flight reconnaissance. Deputies pulled off the largest operation to ever take place in the history of LASD, uh, oh, LA, LA Sheriff's Department. Mm-hmm. 131 arrests, 3,700 plants, and 33,000 pounds of pot for a grand total of 1.9 billion in legal marijuana. Does somebody have a calculator? Yes, I do. It is 2021. Let's let's do a. What is that price? Oh, actually, this is where the show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we uh, can't talk about prices and quantities. Oh, right. We talk about prices and quantities too much. YouTube's like, no, 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 no. But still, yeah. I mean, the, the billion is not a feasible. That's the whole state revenue right there. Like in taxes. Oh, no, this is California. That's almost like a trillion dollar economy. Uh, right. 33,000 right. times 454 equals. And then what do they say? A billion? A billion for right. 37,000 plants. Let me record that and then move it. All right. Keep going about this whole thing, you know, because I'm going to get a pen. Wait, no, it's 373,000 plants. So that divided by a billion. 
Well, no, that's not the that plants are worthless, more or less. I mean, like, what's the wet weight of the plant? I don't really care. I'm just yeah. going to look at the 33,480 pounds and be like, I'm going to assume that's just, you know, Oh, got you. Bulk flower prices. Yeah. Well, let's say the weed had it was worth closer to a thousand a pound, and let's we'll say see. some of these plants are small and want herb or got spider mites. I mean, there's so many issues about why this can't mm-hmm. equal out. I mean, right. but they built that a billion bucks, and so that's what I'm. That's what, how I'm operating from it. You know, shit, and, and you know. The only time these higher numbers are going to be worth anything is when it becomes federally accepted and then you have to file your insurance because you got raided. Then you have to file that insurance. I lost my billion. (laughs) It's worth a billion. So bad. Let's see if I get the bubbles. Uh, Yeah, no, that's just horrible, dude. That'd be $78 a gram. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, I could be. With that. That's there's no weed that's seventy eight dollars a gram. And again, that was me doing that now. And so, um, cheekiness aside, that can't be right. No, no, it just yeah. But if I'm yeah. off by a factor of ten, it's closer. And I just did it, and I nobody checked it. I just don't think when these guys do that, it doesn't mean they don't care. They're like, oh, we'll just throw some numbers out, and make it seem like everybody's safer now. Like, like we fought crime. We took care we, of that for you we guys. We fought crime. We fought crime. 33,480 pounds of harvested marijuana. Right now, if, yeah, if that would be in the gram price because I divided it. So, because like, then you take that and you multiply it by 454 because that's how many grams of a pound. And then you would just divide that number into the billion. And I thought I got 78. Now, if I got 7.8, sure, fine. $7.8 a gram. Isn't that uh, in the, uh, Illinois' prices, though, anyways? Oh, heck no. Illinois retail at, with tax on top, you're talking about 25 bucks a gram. Okay, that's not so bad. I mean, it's still bad. No, it's bad. <laughs> no, it's bad. Hey, uh, Geraldo calls out for legalizing marijuana in every corner of this country to curb fentanyl overdoses, he says on Fox News. Shout out to Geraldo and Fox News calling for the complete legalization. He said this on Wednesday on The Five. Why would I uh, – what I would do where I in charge is – First, let's dissect that Geraldo gem. That was a quote. What I would do where I in charge is I would absolutely legalize marijuana everywhere in every corner of this country, every kind of marijuana you want. The chewies, the smokies, any way you want to get stoned, period. End of quotation. (laughs) The Fox News correspondent at large made the comment in response to the House Democrats' decision a day earlier to reject several amendments that would have strengthened penalties for distributing the deadly drug that was responsible for over 90,000 overdoses in the U.S. last year alone. That was a huge uptick. Oh, let's check the number uh, because people are using cannabis more as well. 2020 saw record sales. Number of people killed by cannabis was? Oh, zero. Zero. Number of people by uh, opioids in 2020 alone in America. I mean, like, so we're only, oh, okay. We're going to give a shout out to the 404 people that are watching. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're one of the members, big shout out to you guys. Appreciate we were just you. making uh, lampooning the, the safety of cannabis to the lethality of opioids. It's what we do here on Cannabis Legalization News. <laughs> But it's, it, I mean, we live in this big upside down, you know? Uh, so Rivera said, I'm in, uh, I'm in favor of the border wall being built, but it won't stop the professional smugglers. They all get that stuff in. People are going to get stoned one way or another. If they have access to legal pot, I think the the demand of drugs like fentanyl, which killed Prince, is a killer drug. It, it is so potent. I mean, 
It's just yeah. common sense. This is all bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Common no, sense. that's just a brilliant point that Geraldo Rivera told to the most uh, anti-legalization demographic that he could have said to. And so listen to Geraldo QAnon. He knows what he's talking about, about weed. You need to elect people that will regulate cannabis and provide a substitute good for fentanyl and for the opioid problem. Uh, opioids are used more often in states where marijuana is prohibited. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just proven in every state so far where legalization has happened. Uh, in decrease in opioids and uh, uh, even less kids are using it. It's not cool when your mom and dad are smoking it most of the time. Mm-mm. You know. But uh, yep. And then uh, co-host Greg Gutfeld, which I guess is a talking head on Fox News. Never seen him. Never met him. Uh, But he suggested that lawmakers should, quote, stop cracking down on prescription opioid users because you're driving those people to the street and you're punishing lawful pain. And then he continued the bottom line. Any kind of drug war on drugs, any kind of war on drugs ain't going to make this better. It never has. You've got to go after the source and then you got to legalize it and let the government and the police and get the government and the police off people's backs. See, that's, that's dumb shit, too, though. You got to yeah. go over source. Like the, the, the source is the, the pain in people, right? Like, well, the source is the doctors pushing mm. pills for pharmaceutical, not not all pharmaceutical companies, but certain ones that make fentanyl or certain ones that make opioids. Now, if those pharmaceutical companies could start investing in my cannabis company, you can find me at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on Instagram. I will um, try to explain to you how to have a soul. I, yeah, man, but it's so fucking dumb. I just, it's so terrible. And then like last year, zero to 90,000 and which one was lawfully prescribed the one that killed 90,000. And why don't the doctors understand the other one? Because of their brainwashed in medical school. Exactly. But like society ills, like, like all this bullshit that we have going on, like 90% of society ills that we have are, are related to prohibition and, and the lack of, uh, of understanding we have of drugs in general, from alcohol to, to, to sugar and, and cannabis and, and also how we treat people. You know, here, here in the city, in Seattle, you know, we have a big homeless epidemic. And you do. Uh, that was like you guys have the most pretentious, homeless, riddled city I've ever seen. But I yeah. haven't been to San Francisco in a long time. But the thing is, it's like people want to post all these blames. Like we're going through an election year right now with a new mayor, and, and they're all like doing a circle jerk, pointing fingers of like we need more cops, we need more than that. But it's a mental health thing. Cops don't stop crime, you know. And then you know, I thought we've been through all this bullshit already with like the past like argument, in, like uh, four years of how like cops are there for you know blue lives matter like you know what more pizza kids get shot and killed in delivery a year than cops i mean uh, when i joined the military there's more social, social safety nets i think in this in this country just like there are in switzerland switzerland is armed to the teeth you know america has just as many guns but probably a lot more variety in the types right uh, if we had the social stability that Switzerland has, but with if our entire population, I think there would be way less handgun problems or like way less uh, firearm problems. But that's just me saying like maybe a lot of these these crimes happen out of need. You're exactly what is like between the need of because no sane person wants to live in a tent in the middle of the city. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, no. <laughs> I like privacy, but there's also a point when when you where life is you snap. 
I'd imagine. Like when when you're treated like a piece of you know garbage, you're you're gonna act like one, and and that's where I think this mental health issue. Like we dump so much money in bullshit studies where we just go back to like helping people, like getting. Right. You know, but then it goes back. Like people are way more stressed, pissed off, and prone to irrational decisions that are gonna cause problems if they're broke. Because then they're they're defending themselves. They're like they're, you've activated their uh, amygdalas. So why you've armed them to the teeth and activated their amygdalas is beyond me, Mister Whomever's pulling the strings. Well, and that's the thing, right? It's 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 a hierarchy, the psychology hierarchy, right? Where mm. uh, uh, you know, as a kid when I was growing up, I never felt scared or hungry. I never oh, felt sweet. fearful. Dude, yeah, I saw I that. Don't mean, 20 like, viewers. We just have 420 viewers. <laughs> we just passed it too. I was All like, right, oh! well, let's, let's, let's take a bumper on that one. Yeah. Uh, dude, you want to be... like subscribe 420 that's right that's right yeah so you join uh your regular scheduled cannabis legalization news program uh we just did a bumper so let's wait let's do another news story about seth rogan and then do another bumper about a strain name that sounds good seth rogan's pop brand and cannabis growth are breaking up oh <laughs> yeah seth rogan's cannabis brand and canadian pop producer canopy growth weed dot to i think that's their stock right g that would be one of their stocks and then the ggc that's the uh i don't know one of those is probably like the toronto exchange or something and then the other one maybe it's ticker on that toronto exchange so they're parting ways ending in one of the most prominent celebrity brand collaborations since the start of the legal industry in canada Mm -hmm. uh you know, and actually, I, I don't think they noticed, but there was another brand. I believe it was the Drake brand that broke up with Canopy Growth as well. Wow. Well, I think a lot of the reasons why you would break up with Canopy Growth has to do with its uh, ironic name, uh, because that company may eventually fail as it has a lot of debt. And so if you could obtain your own cannabis license and be very light on debt and own all the revenues, as opposed to some type like 7% split of the revenues for your licensing fee, that makes a lot of sense to go a vertical integration uh, celebrity brands. Well, and then Candy Grove, I think they did it all wrong. Like they just jumped, they had a bunch of businessmen jump into an industry that they already had players in Canada that they could have reached out to and, and, you know, brought in that medical slash recreational market quality. And uh, uh, I mean, they have a whole culture out there that they just went like this. It's like, hey, we're going to create uh, our own business for you guys and you're going to like it. Here are your options only. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But uh, yeah, so uh, Houseplant, the the cannabis adventure Rogan launched with creative partner Even Goldberg and Canby Gross said in a news release on Wednesday that he end of business relationship. He ended the business relationship was mutual. The end of. There you go. Michael Moore, the co-founder and CEO of Houseplant, mentioned in the release, the, the recent launch of Houseplant in the United States has given us a clear benchmark for which Houseplant stands for and how we plan to bring the brand to life globally. In Canada, Houseplant said some of its cannabis products will continue to be available at retailers through the end of September 2021. The company plans to relaunch in the Canadian market in the future with products more consistent with its U.S. offerings. I wonder how bad Canby Gross Weed is. Like, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Canada used to be the top. I'm just saying, like, the, they were like the, the Appalachian in the early days, you know, Northwest, Canadian weed. Um, shit. Uh, trying to think of some, like, when you heard it was from Canada, you're like, oh, it's going to be fire. As opposed to, like, the, the Mexican brick weed that I got. Yeah, well, that's still by and large the case. It's just that, you know, the what they thought was going to happen didn't happen. And they ended up with a lot of debt on their balance sheet. 
End of story. Yeah. Well, they went about it wrong, though. Like when you already have a an existing organism out there, you can't just jump into it. They had to, you know, they didn't even bother. I don't think reaching out to like uh, the the Kirk Tussauds or even the, um, you know, for lack of a better person, Mark Emery. I mean, I know lots of issues with that guy, but right. one of the first ones out there. <laughs> you know, BC Buds. What's that you talk about? Some people think that the cannabis industry is just seeing how much money you can raise and how much weed your canopy can provide and that it will just magically sell itself, irregardless of what the actual market economy says it can absorb. So they just pooped out a lot of weed and then they were caught with a lot of weed. Welcome to Oregon. And how do you sell that stuff? And if you sell that stuff correctly, it's not necessarily about the canopy spice that you have available it's about the cannabis cannabis uh, it's about the canopy space that you're actually able to move profitably right yeah. right and I, and I think the rules out there too that they can't have concentrates or some shit too there's other things like they can't do the 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 mold of gold <laughs> mm. mold of gold's kind of fun uh but i'm gonna call it trimmed to trimmed to hash trimmed to temple ball maybe trimmed to temple ball sounds better <laughs> but I mean, you, you, it's usually yeah you know you yep. want to do a strain Let's do a name that strain. Welcome to Name That Strain. This is the thing that I think might get our channel most penalized out there because we show a big nugget. And then Miggy and I describe that nugget and we ask you, well, what strain is that? Please leave your guesses in the comments or in the live chat for right now. Uh, one of the guesses is going to be correct, especially if you watch this long enough. So this is a, uh, a, a flavorful strain. Yes, it's an older uh, strain name, too. Um, it would be an heirloom strain. An heirloom like flavor that. strain is how I would describe that. Big, nice, fluffy bu uh, bud. Uh, Big, fluffy bud. Uh, very well trimmed and manicured. Uh, maybe a small that was, you know, just trimmed up. Extra long bracts, though. Those, those babies. Are yeah, good. those trichomes are just, uh, they're like trees on them bracts, man. Yeah. Yep. yeah it's gorgeous. Very white. Just you know, the pistolet, the pistolet are really uh, well deformed, and they are uh, kind of like a, an orange reddish hue. Of course, uh, you know it doesn't really look like the fruit that it's named after. And there's another hint. There's a fruit ah, name in that. Yeah. This is the kind of shit, though. When I get back in the day, be like, "Yo, I got some red hair. You want some red hair?" <laughs> yeah, it used to be like. You didn't know what you were getting 20 years ago. I really enjoy the legalized, regulated market better, but I look forward to knowing the farmer at a better level and then knowing their genetics and what it has to offer. The consistency aspect is very, very difficult because you're talking about the horticultural product, but strawberries is strawberries when you go to the store, right? Damn right. Damn yeah. right. It's a pretty little nug there, I tell you. Wish was, there we go. There we go. 318. The 318. Strawberry cough. Why don't you tell them a little about strawberry cough? cough maybe strawberry cough that's a, a, a potent sativa marijuana strain with mysterious genetic origins however strawberry cough is thought to be a cross of haze and strawberry fields i never had strawberry fields oh, i can't i don't think i've ever had a pure haze that'd be the other thing too <laughs> so <laughs> okay. also goes back to uh kyle cushman kyle cushman's got a story about the origins of uh, strawberry cough Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, oh look at these guys. Guys, that's some good guesses, though. Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, WTF news. WTF uh, news. Da -da -da -da, Missouri probation officer sends patients back to prison for using legal medical marijuana. Thank you. No, boy. On June 23rd, 29-year-old Ray Brer 
which is probably also pronounced Breer, walks through the gates of Western Reception Diagnostics Correctional Center north of Kansas City and into the arms of his family. What was his crime that cost him his liberty? His registered medical marijuana patient serving probation for a marijuana charge. He initially got in trouble with the law for a possession charge back in 2019 and went to prison for a short spell in 2020 after getting kicked out of drug court for smoking joints. In order to stay safe while on probation, he obtained a medical marijuana card, and uh, as is his constitutional right in Missouri. This is so sad. Yet, after a P-test came up for positive for THC, that was enough for his probation officer to send him back to prison. In court, they told him that it's privileged to be on probation and that in the future they are most likely not going to offer probation to medical marijuana patients. That's crazy. So if you're a sick person, this is your medicine. We don't give a F about you. You can choose between your privilege to be on cons- uh, on probation or your constitutional right for your medical marijuana card. Now, if it's my constitutional right for a medical marijuana card, can it be denied to me because I'm a prisoner? Yeah. Did I, did I tell you during Lance Glor's trial when I was there, one of the jurors uh, passed out on the uh, on the, in the jury during the, the the hearing, and she was a medical marijuana patient who couldn't use her cannabis for a couple of days because uh, she was on federal grounds, so she didn't bring it onto the thing. Hmm. And I just thought it was bitter irony, you know, watching this guy get prosecuted for having a pot shop, a, a medical dispensary. At the same time, a patient was in the audience and had a seizure, and she couldn't because of her medicine was not enabled to her. It's just crazy, dude. I mean, and that's always going to be the thing when it comes to medicine, right? So Breer was one of the many uh, drug prisoners in the Show Me State supported by the Canna Convict Project. They're very good, too. You should check them out. Which brought the expert witnesses to try and sway his case. CCP is fighting for the rights of many impacted patients across the state to be allowed to access their medicine. Missouri's a fucked up state, man. It is. That is very, very strange. I mean, and, and it's it's going to court. Uh, it appears the the lawyer who is represented by Timothy and testimony. And he said, we're asking the court to decide and clarify whether the client can lawfully use medical marijuana with a valid Missouri medical marijuana card while on probation. However, that's not what the case is really about. The case is more about the Missouri Constitution. It's about whether a state agency acting under state law under the state constitution can punish somebody while the amendment plainly states they cannot be criminally punished under the state constitution. Thank you very much, Timothy and testimony. And I apologize if that's not how you say your last name. But this is the same state that's prosecuting my friend Adela Wisdom for her medicinal grow and her uh, prescription slipped in between. But she has an ailment. It's not like her MS just disappeared in between the time frame of renewing scripts, you know, and then that's what needs to be looked at. People have no shit ailments and sometimes uh, things happen you know whether it be the script passing or whatever that's how life is bro you just get old and then you've passed you're just gone one day <laughs> just that's gone right there. any senators out there want to smoke a blunt i hope so whether or not there are any that actually want to i don't know i wonder if a uh, billionaire charles Koch does is it coke coke Charles Koch, is that one of the things we're going to be wrapping up with? Maybe yeah. we should do, let's do, a, is this, a, this wouldn't be a stock news. The stock news was probably the canopy growth one with, uh, what's his name? Seth Rogen. Yeah. Is there a, is there a billionaire news? <laughs> I don't think so. Devout <laughs> libertarian known for spending a fortune on political causes is now actively funding efforts to end federal prohibition. 
marijuana prohibition. Here's yeah. why pro-pot advocates on both parties are high on his support. There you go. Depending on whom you ask, Charles Koch is a titan of industry, dark money, political boogeyman, or Marcus Aurelius of the libertarian movement. But as soon as Koch might become known as the billionaire who persuaded Republican and Democrat holdouts to legalize weed at the federal level. But he's not big in consuming it himself. He's just no. going public now with a long-held belief. Cannabis should be legal nationwide. That's very often what libertarians believe. Personal freedoms. Yeah. yeah. He, helped, he helped fund Weldon to get out. Good. Good. Yeah, just part of that effort. Uh, although Coke, cock, oh, never mind. <laughs> Next one. Yeah. That's, damn, that's a long one, though. He's a lot of stuff in that one. No, I already did that one. No, no, I, I know. I'm just, uh, you want to go to the next story? Yeah, we got No, no, he's putting his name. I thought you were on that bullet point. Oh, no, you go ahead yeah. first. No, I got to catch up then. Aha. Uh-huh. No, no. So, okay, he's putting his name in nearly $25 million of his $45 billion fortune, which is, if you are doing the math at home, uh, less approximately one half of 1% to influence criminal justice reform and legalization by the end of 2021. Brian Hooks, Cooks, Cokes, Brian Hooks. <laughs> It's Coke's right-hand man, and he says a good barometer to gauge what Coke and his network are eventually willing to spend and what it's already been put towards these issues, some $70 million in total for the last two years. Maybe he just has a budget. I'm only going to spend $25 million on advocacy. Uh, I mean, how much is right? He, he can write off, right? I mean, Coke well, said- write off. I'm not sure how much he can write off. That is a question for his accountants. Yeah. Oh, I would love to meet. Yeah. Coke said it should be an individual's choice. Prohibition is counterproductive. It ruins people's lives, creates conflict in society, and is anti-progress. The whole thing never made sense to me. Uh, I mean, that's that's why we're here. I mean, this is why we do it a thing Tuesday or Wednesdays and Sundays, you know, just right. propose a message. In April, Coke's political advocacy group, Americans for Prosperity, joined other organizations to form the Cannabis Freedom Alliance. Oh, that's that bullshit one. That's right. Whose members have already started lobbying Congress to help lift America's federal ban on marijuana. <laughs> That's the one that is also uh, they're trying to get uh, body people from uh, like here to watch state look at control board. Yep. Uh, the head of that is making aspirations to transfer to that. So, I mean, I don't know how there's already a bunch of goddamn associations and alliances. I, I don't think we need more. Well, again, that's one of the difficult things about libertarians. Very often they're the party of personal freedoms. And so like they're more like West Coast Republicans. Um but either way, uh, 70% of Americans now believe cannabis should be federally legal, and 18 states allow for adult use, 37 of legalized medical marijuana, and the industry generated more than $17.5 billion in legal sales last year, which is expected to grow to $100 billion in the next eight years. Yeah, if you don't like marijuana or don't like people doing that, and all you have are these laws, how's that working for you? He asked before making his second point. Marijuana, as I understand, is less addictive than alcohol. So why is alcohol legal and marijuana isn't? Hey, I like that. I think uh, alcohol equality is all we really want for marijuana because then we can name bleachers at Wrigley Field after it. Right? Vivian had a good point about that. He did. He did. And then uh, Koch said regarding the criminalization of cannabis, its effects, it has had a huge negative manifestations, not only the individual to get trapped in the system, but for society. I'm in the philosophy department and my philosophy is simple. Prohibition creates more problems for a company with a jail and prison population that has soared to more than two million. 
Man. By criminalizing cannabis, it has huge negative manifestations, not only for the individuals who get trapped in that system, but also for society. We want a society that empowers people to realize their potential and contribute. But with these laws, you block out millions of people. He's a liar. I don't know any billionaire philosophers. <laughs> hey, but, you know, back in 2015, Koch did throw his political support behind Weldon Angelos, remember? And so uh, Weldon, former guest of the show, Utah man who was serving an unfortunate 55-year sentence for selling about a thousand bucks worth of weed to an informant who clearly set him up in his opinion on the case angelo's judges called a mandatory and minimum sentence unjust cruel and irrational that arose probably in that crime bill in the 1990s coke told holden to launch a campaign to fight for criminal justice reform and work with president barack obama to fight for angelo's early release that's pretty sweet yeah in 2016 uh angelo's was unexpectedly granted a sentence reduction after serving 13 years and in 2020 president trump gave angelo's the full pardon last summer Angelos reached out to Coke to see if he wanted to work together to support marijuana legalization, and the Cannabis Freedom Alliance was born. Wow. So yeah, good luck to you guys, man. I mean, in a country where hyperpartisanship defines the political landscape, an ideological influencer like Coke might be the key to getting legalization passed. I mean, I don't know about so much like uh, ideological, but money. That's mm-hmm. all it comes down to. You know, it's why we can't have nice things. No, money also does pay for a lot of things. It just is people are greedy. And, uh, you know, I just want people to have enough. And then after that, kind of be like, you know, you can't have it all. It's still the same 24 hours today, guys. Uh, But, you know, some people just like to be special. And they're like, hey, look what I have. Look what I have. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, how do you want to wrap up the show? Should we do the ridiculous Oklahoma cannabis patients workers rally at state capitol or the dozens of marijuana plants found in a bust at North Fort Myers home? I think we should do them both because uh, one's pretty short. The second one really pisses me off. All right, well, let's wrap up the quick one then. The Oklahoma Cannabis Patients Workers Rally at State Capitol. According to the Oklahoman, medical marijuana patients and people who work for the fledgling industry, and fledgling is an ironic term for the Oklahoma industry, in my opinion, rallied at the Oklahoma State Capitol on Friday to support for the state's marijuana laws and call for increased transparency from the state entity that regulates cannabis. That I believe in. But there are almost 10,000 license holders. That is not a fledgling. That is a fast-emerging industry. But but this is a big deal because this is how, uh, again, just like Washington State, where it was a great Wild West market. But when they see dollar signs, you got to watch those legislatures. You got to watch these bills being passed through because yep. they're going to try and limit you. Uh, they are. Despite the intense summer heat, rally goers vented about the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority and criticized new emergency rules that add temporary regulations to the industry as a result of legislation passed last year. You got to pay attention to that legislation, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, an attorney out of Tulsa, Ron Durbin, announced plans to sue the Medical Marijuana Authority. Those emergency rules were adopted, alleging the entity violated the state's Open Meetings Act. The lawsuit was not publicly available at press time. And that Open Meetings Act is pretty much in every freaking state. And it very often happens. But that's how the administration has to do its stuff. Uh, Therefore, when you have the rulemaking, there's a way that you do it. So you're compliant with that. And that's all we'll say. We had that issue here with cannabis. Like, right with cannabis, you have all these secret meetings here. The, the liquor control board, their secret meeting was with the police, like with all the different departments of the, the, the highway state patrol and the, all the other uh, uh, law enforcement out here. There was lawsuits and they settled saying, OK, we don't have to talk about it. But here's a two hundred thousand dollars. Please stop suing and asking about it. Um, mm. How would the police like a two hundred thousand dollar honorarium from the cannabis industry for being 
super awesome. I'm yeah, saying. that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So this last story really it gets me gets me in just it's just so it's just so frustrating because when I read this story, there's a quote by a woman saying. I didn't call the cops and she had a lot of plants in there, but it seems to me that's the kind of shit someone who did call the cops would say. <laughs> oh yeah. So does that bring us to the final story of the afternoon of the day? Yes, Dozens sir. of marijuana plants found in a bus at North uh, bust. I did not say bus bust at North Fort Myers home. Lee County Sheriff's office arrested a male suspect and brought a female suspect into custody Thursday after raiding a home with 30 to 40 marijuana plants in North Fort Myers where children were present. And I hate that they fucking got to say where children like the plants going to jump at them. Well, no, but you have to understand growing that many plants, depending on what the ballast is and how they've rigged up the lights, there could be a fire hazard. You know, you're not supposed to be growing uh, a commercial amount of cannabis in your basement. You, you shouldn't. It's it's just more dangerous than you need to. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I believe in reasonable plant count limits, because you shouldn't have such an operation in your basement. It can be it could be an unreasonable risk for you and your family. And this is also another reason why legalization should happen. Right. So say you wanted to have 40 plants plants in your house for medicine because you need that much or whatever now you can get a contractor someone to do all the by the code to install sure but in that instance if you're going to have that kind of size i would say make an outbuilding it's just safer and and, you know you know but you know this is one of the things that like what what prohibition does it doesn't allow for the any of this so deputies responded to the home on henderson grade near nell road once inside they said they found Dozens of pot plants ranging in height from 2.5 to 5 feet in length. So there was veg and flour. Yeah. <laughs> Neighbor Holly Marth, this is what I'm talking about, said to drive up this afternoon and see a swarming with narcotics and sheriff department vehicles was kind of mind blowing. Mm-hmm. A man was taken in custody following the bus. Who We also saw a woman with several young children at the home while deputies were there. That woman was eventually handcuffed and taken away. Martha said she could see all of it. Mama mm-hmm. getting put in the handcuffs. Why would you put your kids through that? You know, and the amount of marijuana they're growing. I don't think they were going. They, they, I don't think they know where they got the tip. It wasn't for me. That's from what I understand. There's a lot of pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most like it was you. <laughs> I didn't tip them off. That was a lot of pot, though. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know what's going on there. I, I just heard happened it. to be on the scene and saw the whole thing. Yeah, and then so. Would you like, like to get a quote from me? <laughs> right? That's just my neighbor. Yeah. I'm just happy to walk outside when I see this. It says says, uh, we don't know the name of the person. How do you think it. that neighbor's going to react when they come back? Oh, oh, hi. Marth, how are you? No, wait, what was the name of her? Yeah, Holly. Oh, yeah. Holly, how are you? It's been forever. Yeah, you know, seven years, right? Well, and think about this, though. When this woman does come back, because whatever relief release and has to go through stuff, because... Most of the time, most people will arrest a person, but they're not going to keep incarcerated, at least for these, until they go through trial, right? Like, right. ah, we bust you. We took all your shit. Now, now we're going to have this lingering thing over your head, uh, the court case and everything. So at the same time, her kids are probably taken away from her, and she's got to fight for them as well. So uh, this is the quote from Martha. If you want to do drugs, if you want to smoke pot, if you want to do bad things that are illegal, knock yourself out. As long as you're not harming anyone, Martha said. But they had a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a six-year-old. That's what pisses me off. Yeah, you called the cops, six-year-old. She called the cops. Well, you know, she did. Shame on her. Just like Carol Baskin killed her husband. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, 
I mean, uh, shame on the Florida state laws as well, that they locked out anybody in the industry. And that guy might've just been making some, growing some plants to try to feed his kids. Again, prohibition uh, enables all the bad behavior. It, you know, this, this plant's not going to go out and hurt the children. And all, it enables the behavior to tell on somebody. Like, you know, if it was crime to be gay, it's like, I know I can tell the cops. Right. Or, no. or, or even say if someone finds out about the grow and they break into the house and steal plants. Right. This is where mm-hmm. it enables bad behavior, not from the person growing, not from people consuming, but from all the actors around you who either want to see opportunity because it's prohibition and that's a $2,000 plant they didn't grow or, or two, they just think you're a bad mama or daddy or whatever the hell and, and, and call the cops. It's, it's bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News. Guys, make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. We'll see you on Wednesday.